welcome to today's episode of the Belonging Brant Podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking with Rob from the Brantford Chess Club. He will be sharing with us some of the highlights since being involved in the chess club, some of the great initiatives the club is involved in, what chess has to offer to individuals who play, and how to get involved. Stay tuned to hear more. Thank you for meeting with us today. Why don't you tell me a bit about the Brantford Chess Club? Like historically? I, 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 basically, we have records uh, dating back to 1920. We, we have found a ledger book where it was presented to us, I should say, by one of the uh, former members back in the seven, from the 70s. And we know it was, there was something ahead of there, but that's the only physical evidence we have of that. So in 1920, or sorry, 2020, our plan was to do a 100-year uh, tournament. Well, COVID said no, you're not. So, so we we've we're not sure what we're going to do. We're going to do something probably next year or 25, make it 105 years, something like that. But yeah, we we were discussing doing what's called a norm tournament, is one option, which is for international titles. You play an event. If you achieve a certain score, you can get what are called your title norms. You usually need a few of them to make your title. So. There's not many opportunities in Canada for those kinds of things, so we would like to perhaps do something like that just to make it more available for people and turn it into kind of like a festival because this would take probably the better part of a week to to do and we would have other events planned around it. So it's still in the, in the talking stages right now, but, but that is, like I said, we, we had originally planned just a, like a big three-day event mm-hmm. where we bring in international players and so on. We did the Ontario Open in 2015 and we had, I think, 130 players. So that's kind of what we were aiming at. But we're now thinking of doing that on top of this other event as well. So it's, it's like I said, formative, but we're doing something. Yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, so yeah. you're over 100 years of yeah. the Bradford Chess Club being around. Yeah. What kind of activities is the club involved in? Like, what do you kind of do... In Brantford. In the club itself or in the community? Both. Let's start. The club itself, we run various tournaments throughout the year, championships of varying time constraints. So the, the faster events, slower events, is the, the slower event is the club championship, and then the faster events are more, not entertainment, but just they, they are a less, they're more casual than that one. That, is, that one is the more intense uh, tournament that's usually held in the spring session. Our, our club effectively reflects the school year, so September to June, and then we close up for the summer. But we do do, the going to the community outreach, Harmony Square, we have a, a Tuesday-Thursday drop-in program that uh, it's, it's, it's literally just come and play. If you want to learn, we can instruct. If you want to just play, you can just play. And, and that's had a, a, we've been doing that since the square opened. It's been... A, 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 barring COVID. And we've had really good results. We do a couple of of tournament events that one's of the food bank event that we run every year out of the Harmony Square. It's always outdoors. So we've been lucky that the weather has never kicked us out. But yeah, we've every year since 2009, since the square opened, we've done food bank events. We figure somewhere how many thousands of pounds, I forget what, of of actual food has been donated and, and cash. So yeah, the, the the club takes a small portion of the entry fees, but the bulk of the cash goes to the uh, the food bank and then the, plus the donated goods. And then another one, we usually hold a second tournament, and then we'll we'll find either either it benefits the club, putting some money in our coffers, or we'll find another. We've done CNIB, we've done various other 
other community events. We've sometimes used it as a commemorative event for members of the past. We've had, especially in the last 10 years or so, some of the older guys have, have moved on and, and also even some of the younger, some of the younger group that uh, have passed away. So we, we dedicated an event in their name and uh, usually we let, let the family know, usually have them give a some, some sort of talk or input of whatever they want. We do a library program during the, the school year every other Saturday. Uh, again, similar to the Harmony Square, just drop in any age. If you want to just play, you're allowed, you know, just sit down and play. If you want to get us to, to instruct you on the game, we will do that as well. And we're just starting to get into the schools again. Uh, I don't know if you remember back in the, uh, it was the 80s, 90s, there was a Paul Simon was a very, very strong player from Bradford. That and he got in. He put in a, a school program, and he would go from school to school to school, talk up the game, give advice, give give guidance to play better. Because often, many of the students are as good as the teachers. The teachers, I mean, they're they're there. Thankfully, that they are the ones that are able to do it. But their their capabilities are usually they're not usually chess players. They, they most people know how to move the pieces. Not too many people know how to play the game. So that's and it's and it's. It's not like we're brilliant. We've just looked at the books. <laughs> We've studied the game and understand it at a more at a, at a higher level. So that's what we want to try and impart on to those who who do. And Dufferin School approached us in the fall, I guess it was November or so. The teacher there has got a very good program. He, he has got from like grades four up, and um, he, he did a really good job of getting them the the basics. He he, he is a bit of a a player himself, a chess player. <laughs> And yeah, he, he understands at least the the basics of the game. And so he's he's given them that. And then he said, okay, I'm out of ammunition. Can you guys help? And we've been going since then almost weekly at least. And then and there's a, a inter-school event that happens, I believe, in March or April. And so as that gets closer, he wants to concentrate a little bit more effort into into the club as well. So... I think he wants he wants the city championship and he wants us to be to be helping him. So, uh, yeah, we we've we've been approached by other schools as well. So, largely, what has stopped us from doing that in the past bodies we just don't have the the people available. I I just retired in twenty twenty and I'm working part time right now, but nothing that would interfere. So now I can get I have an opportunity to get into the schools and and start spreading this around a little bit more. Grandview approached us uh, the other day. Just the other day, I haven't had a chance to look into it too much, but I'm going to, and that's 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 what we want. That's that uh, it helps us, firstly, and part of what we want to do is spread the game. That's that's ultimately we love the game. We would like others to love it. So when we see that kind of engagement mm-hmm. from others, and that's that's what we saw at Dufferin. The kids are. It's not just okay. We're here because the teacher makes us. They are. They're really keen. They're asking good questions. They're. They want to learn this game so that's that's you know that's manna from heaven for us so <laughs> so yeah that's and that's one of the things that young kids have been not avoiding the club but they they, they come there and they haven't seen other kids their age so it's you know it's not as it's, it's like it's like ladies we don't have any any female members and i'm sure it's because the odd ones that do show they don't see any others so, and so that it's not they don't find it welcome. We've we've now hit a critical mass of, of young, and we're going to be starting up a uh, a junior club uh, beginning. We meet Wednesday evenings, so we're going to start an hour earlier, and 
have them in for like the six to eight p.m. Wednesday evenings we meet. So, so yeah, that we're gonna we're gonna concentrate a little bit more and, and do not quite a lecture, but you know, do a more formal guidance for them, kind kind of like what we're doing in the schools. So that's yeah, that's the the nutshell, or probably a long version, but. No, that's incredible. The club has involved a lot in the yeah. which is incredible. How long have you specifically been involved in the chess club? Well, okay, as a, as a member, I started in the late 70s uh, when I was around 20. We moved out of Brantford for about 10 years in the mid-80s. So that time I, I was, you know, we would come back, but I wasn't doing anything with the club particularly. About 94 or 5, the club amalgamated with, there was, a, there was two clubs running concurrently. They, they became the Bell City Chess Club and the Bradford Chess Club became one. And that uh, that's kind of when I started coming back was mid-90s. My daughter was of age where she could, it was a little more self-sufficient. So it wasn't as, you know, the parenting role was a little a little more removed. And then, yeah, that since in 2000, like the, the Bell City guy, Tony Vizier, he was the one who started that up. He got the club going. He did a good job. He had, he had lots of access. His job allowed him to go into schools, go into places where I, I just couldn't. I, my, my job was in Oakville. I just didn't have that access. And and that got missed once he, he moved out west. He said, here you go, Rob. You're, new, you're the new president. So, oh, okay, thanks. So that was in 2003, I think it was. And I, I it's by acclamation I've been president since then. But, uh, yeah, it's I, I, I'm looking at I've got a couple of people now. Liam, who was the Laurier contact, and Lee Hendon, who is, he's been kind of my lieutenant, if you want to call it that, for the last bunch of years, helping me with organization and just getting the club running and so on. And so I, I, I kind of let them know, you know what, I, I've almost had 20 years of doing this, it's time for somebody else, it, it needs new blood and so on, and new ideas. Uh, I, I'd be more than happy to help it, but yeah, it's, it's so, so yeah, it, it's, it was kind of thrust upon me, but at the same time, you know, I, it, I know it's a worthy thing, and so I, it's, it's been a kind of a labor of love. Uh, it gets a bit, a bit hard at times trying to find people to, to work with and so on, but uh, like I said, 2015, we put a group together, put in a bid for the Ontario Open, which is a yearly May long weekend event, and it cycles around the different regions of the province, and Nobody came. Nobody like we got a notification in November of the year previous, saying nobody's put in a bid. Can you, you guys interested? So, talked around and you know let, let's look into it. Sure, let's do it. And and we actually we had a really good event. We had you know we brought in grandmasters, you know, and you have to pay them appearance fees. We you know we did we had a, a fundraising team. We had it was it was a nice committee that worked really well. But it's it's been harder to find bodies to do that again. But we're 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 working at it. We're going to. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. What are some of your highlights since being involved in the club? Hmm. Well, in 1999, uh, this is when Tony was still running it. We had Apps Mill. We we uh, hosted the Canadian Championship. Uh, it was a eight or ten day event. All the best players from Canada were there because it was the the winner of that got a, an entry into the World Championship cycle, and uh, it was the first event held up with that with the particular format it was usually a closed you know, one representative per province this one was uh, it, they opened it up you've got a, a certain minimum rating you're you're able to enter so we had i think uh, 30ish players there and at, as a chess player it was just heaven to watch you know i'm watching the you know the, the absolute top players in canada play and i'm watching them make their moves and i'm 
doing the predict the move thing and see okay can I do it? and then they play it and I go ooh I I I found a move and then yeah uh, so yeah just just rubbing shoulders we were we were uh, Tony was the the main organizer but we were his his lieutenants so we were driving people here and there because it was Apps Mill most people were staying in Brantford so we would drive them back and forth that's where all the entertainment was when they go out at night and. Uh, and then just moving, internet was just be, uh, becoming a, a major component then, and we were broadcasting live through, <laughs> it, was, it was not not quite what they do now, but uh, by email. Essentially, the, this this chess chat had had just opened up online chess talk, it's called, and Tony knew the the owner. He, he we would email him the moves. He would post them on this board. He would come back. We were running back and forth between the board, saying, "Okay, so and so moved this move." and Posting it live. It was really his first live event broadcast on the internet, which is kind of cool. Now they have electronic boards that just throw the stuff up there automatically, but this, this was our workaround. So, yeah, that, that was kind of it. But, yeah, the, the, the whole week was just awesome for, for a, chess, a chess player to see all your, all your local heroes playing and, and, like I said, just rubbing shoulders. They had ping pong tables. They were in between games or in between rounds. We were just playing ping pong like crazy. Tony had a friend who was serving food at the event, like doing breakfasts and sandwiches and things like that. It, it was a really well received event, and and you know, like I said, that that will never that will never leave me. We were exhausted afterwards, but that fun exhaustion. That's awesome. Yeah, the excitement you told when sharing that story <laughs> definitely a highlight. That's awesome. What are some of the reasons that you think this club is important to the community? Well, I mean, the, the game itself is helpful for many things as far as it, it lends towards patience, towards not jumping to conclusions, not, uh, you know, thinking ahead, patterning, uh, recognition of certain stuff. Like, that's, that's what makes the good players good. They recognize more things than I do. I'd recognize more things than you do. And that's, that's literally what it is. It's, it's, they, they don't have to calculate certain stuff because they know when I see that, I do this. Mm-hmm. I have to calculate it because I don't know that. And so that takes my time. So I'm wasting my time on stuff they know. And, and that part of it is, is it's, it's good learning. It's a good brain experience. Good, uh, it, it can, can, it's one of those things that can be used as an anti-Alzheimer, keep your mind active, exercise your brain. It's, it's camaraderie. Like the, the, the COVID we did internet events. We did so. We, we kept it going during the two years or so, pretty much two years of, of restrictions, and it was okay. But face to face is much much better. I prefer talking to people. I prefer shaking hands with somebody as opposed to you know a virtual handshake or something like that. It, it was it was great as as an alternate, but people, it, and people are great. People are, are fun and and interesting and. You get to develop relationships with others, but yeah, just as a game itself, I think it's a it can be a benefit, and that's why schools are, are a bit of a target for us to to try and a build our future membership, and as well, that's it's it's kind of a natural progression of mathematics, of, of science, art. It, it's it it's it's one of those things that the game itself has never been categorized. It, it, it can't. It's not considered a sport. It's it's considered an activity, and and there is there is sporting element to it, obviously. But it, 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 the competitive aspect of it, it can be beneficial for some. It has a certain set obsessive 
component to it. When I, I, I learned the game really young, didn't do anything with it when I was 20. That's when I really started under, or getting interested in how this game is played properly. Okay, we just shared about the reasons that you think this club is important to the community, which were all incredible reasons, actually. Okay. Like, that was awesome. What do you want to see moving forward with the club? What are your hopes and dreams for the club moving forward? Hmm. This is, yeah, the, the, the big view of things, that's just, this is where I fail, and that's why I think we need better blood. Or I shouldn't say fail, where I'm weakest, probably. I would like to see more youth... Uh, a wider spectrum of people in general. Uh, the, the one thing with the Laurier, we, do, we are getting some ladies coming over. We're down in the food court in the, uh, the old uh, Eaton Center here, one market. And so just, just by osmosis, so just by being near other people, walk through, oh, there's a bunch of chessboards. I wonder what's going on over there. And so we'll get people that, that casually drop in. Oh, I haven't played this in years, things, that kind of thing. So that, that I, w- I would like to see a, a wider population of people in that group, it's it's there tends to be really young, my age, not too much in between, mm-hmm. a little bit, but not too much. So yeah, that, that's trying trying to get a wider audience. It's getting there. Like I said, COVID was actually a good thing in in some ways. The Queen's Gambit movie that that piqued a lot of people's interest in it, and and then with the internet being what it is, people were playing online and. Oh, this is kind of cool. You, you can actually learn things. There's there's videos and things like that of how to play better and things. And so they were coming to the club kind of pre-baked. Usually, we're getting, I'm the best person in the house. I can beat I can beat my dad, my uncle, my everybody else. They come to the club. They're not that good because they're not playing that good a competition. But they look spectacular because they're beating them. And they come. Even a bad club club player is better than ninety percent of people on the street. We find that out when we do events and we do like multiple boards and what walking around a simultaneous where you're playing multiple people at a time we see you know I, I can tell within a three or four moves does this person have any true knowledge of the game or they just know how the pieces move because there's very clear indications very early of those things and once I know that okay I can take this board a little bit easier I will have to concentrate on this board because this guy or this girl knows what's going on so I, I will I will Parcel my, my things out that way. Yeah, how does it, where would I see club? So, yeah, to grow it, uh, I think this most recent move with Laurier has been one thing. We, we've probably, we were going, we were got 12, 15 on a regular night. Now we're in the 20 range and, and in accumulating. Like I said, we're, when we get this uh, junior program going, the idea is between the library people that pop in there and just contacts that we've collected over the years. We'll, we will hopefully get another mass of, you know, six, eight, ten juniors. And then they go into their schools and maybe they say, hey, can we get a chess program going in our school or whatever, right? So that, that's just trying to, right now it's seed planting toward that, that future growth. But that's, that'll be somebody else's thing because, like I said, I'm, I'm getting tired of this. I'm getting old. <laughs> Wonderful. Or am old. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share a little bit about how the connection with Lori came in? Like how you were able to partner in that sense or where it started to where it is now? Okay, well, uh, let's see. I'm trying to, I don't remember exactly when in the fall, but it was, it was probably October-ish. We were notified by Friendship House where we were at that they were going to start concentrating on their core mandate, which is community outreach um, and, and helping you know, the, the, the marginalized so and, and like I said, that was fine. 
So, so then we're, we're, we're scrambling. <laughs> okay, what do we do now? They were offering us a different night and under very kind of restrictive conditions, and it, which would have, we would have taken advantage of if we had had to. So then I knew Liam had, was connected with the university. I never thought that, you know, because we, we had investigated before, but we didn't have that inside connection. So there were, the questions were, and that's one of the things that was, is a requirement. It has to be connected through their group their chess club so we that's where that's where that connection came from he said here come have a look at the place so we walked around I said oh it's nicely lit it's big it's open the equipment is all there the the like the the tables chairs all that kind of stuff but we gave us the big tour as well there's other rooms where with like this big event that I'm talking about they've got study rooms upstairs that are I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty sure we could fit 60 people in these rooms without it being crowded. And there's three of them. So that's, that's what we're thinking about for these big events. Those, that's kind of the perfect size. And then beyond that, there's all this other space that we could, with notice, you know, take over <laughs> for, for a week or a weekend or something like that. So that, that when we saw that, you know, Lee and I are looking at each other. We're going... <laughs> this is it. This is what we and and it has been great. They've been really really supportive of us. The the gentleman that brings out the equipment, you know, we ask him, you know, can we what 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 do you think of us starting at six o'clock? And yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's 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 really a really very accommodating atmosphere. So and and it's only been a few months. No no issues at all, and and only a bright future. It looks like. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Is it drop-in then? Like anyone can go to it on the night? Or is that your regular meeting date for the chess club? Yeah, we uh, Wednesdays, like I said, the school year, September to the end of June. Wednesday evenings, 7, well, with the junior club, 6 till usually 11-ish, 10, 10 to 11, depending uh, on, on what's going on. If it's uh, the club championship, it'll probably go closer to 11 every night because the games will be more intense and last longer. Basically, what we do as a club, we offer three free visits to new new people. This give you a feel out process. What do you, do you like the club? Do you think you might want it? Beyond that, we'll ask either to pay as you play, show up on a week, pay a, a certain fee, and or buy a membership. Memberships are they're they're super economical. Juniors, seniors, thirty bucks. Uh, everybody else forty for the year. Something that Liam has come to to us with. Hey, why don't we just up the up the the amount and start using that money to do other things use it to get it you know like a, a small base of capital we're not a not-for-profit that we don't have the official tax status of anything like that but we're essentially that's essentially what we are <laughs> we, we we have a, a very shoestring budget based on our membership we, we base our costs tend to be we don't have a site fee mm. but we do buy, buy trophies if we rate some of our tournaments with the National Federation, we have to pay fees for that, things like that. So that that's the the basic core of what we need money for. So now we can maybe use this to bring in a guy from those grandmasters that live around here we, that we're familiar with. Bring him in for a lecture. Bring him in for a, a, a group simultaneous. That That's very usually very popular. Sometimes, you know, the younger kids, that this is their first exposure to a player of that caliber and... and even for us, we we don't we, we know them, but we don't play them. We, we're not in that class, so so it's kind of, it's kind of nice to get, and, and and they offer insight. Like I said, they recognize things and they know things about about the game that we just don't. We we have never got that far in our learning, and and we've we've gotten quite ways, but there's a lot of of stuff to know, and and 
they know more of it. So for people who may not know much about chess, do you want to just share what a grandmaster means? Okay. Uh, I, meant, I, I, I think I mentioned earlier, anyway, uh, FIDE, F-I-D-E, is the International Chess Federation. They are the body that rates events. So you, you perform well in an event, your rating goes up. You don't perform well, your rating goes down, that kind of thing. And they, they control the championship cycles, men and women. There's something called the Olympiads, very much like the Olympics that run country teams play against each other countries. And they also do the titles. So Grandmaster is the top title in the world. International Matters, Master, you know, GM, IM, FM. International Master is the next step down. And then FIDE Master is, the, is the, their lowest rung. And then you get into your national titles. I'm titled, but it's the lowest title you could possibly get. And, 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 and then it goes up to, you know, the, the top players in Canada. Are, there's 10 or 12 living grandmasters in Canada now that some of them are actually even Canadian-born wow. or, or Canadian-trained. Some of them have, have moved and came here, brought their titles with them. So, yeah, so basically, and I, I think I mentioned the Norm tournament. So you, you get your titles through these, through events. You have to have a certain strength of events, certain uh, quality of players. They have to be from various federations. You can't just have them all from Canada because there's a scandal back when, you know, they were Hungary. They would just churn out these grandmasters that weren't truly grandmasters because people were throwing games, but they were inflating their rating and getting their title that way. So that's when they changed that. So, yeah, you, you play in these events. You do so well, you will get a norm. Get three of these norms and a certain rating minimum. And then you have your title. It's a permanent title, unless you do something, I would guess. I've never seen anybody have it taken from them, but I'm guessing if you do something really, really bad, they could. But yeah, so yeah, and then it's, it's, it's a similar process for each of those other levels, uh, same types of things. Certain events will gain you a title automatically. I think the, the World Junior Champion will get an automatic Grandmaster title. If, if they aren't already, they usually are already, but it, it will get you that. Uh, we've had... A couple of our female players have done really well at the world events, uh, under 16 championships, under 14. And in fact, at the 2015 tournament that we did, uh, Chu Zhu was her name, was the 16 year old, under 16 world champ. So we got put together a prize for her, got, did some, some collection of money for her so to, to offer. Here's, here's your opportunity to, to go from, I, I believe she got her women's IM title at that event. And then since then has has progressed to a woman's grandmaster, and she's mostly a, doesn't play a whole lot now. She does most online marketing, I believe it is some some sort of internet influencing kind of thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, Canada's actually women's uh, players have done really well at, at that kind of thing. There's a couple the Botez sisters. They're they're from BC, I believe. That they're in New York now, but they've got hundreds of thousands of followers of and they do you know just weekly casts of them playing open games against other people and they just chat while they're you know kibitz about what they're doing while they're doing it and a huge following huge and, and we've got like i said chu Zhu is one um wan wen ling i think is her, is her name and she's turned it into a a huge marketing thing and and her, her, I think she had an economics degree out of, out of the state somewhere on a scholarship and then has used that since. So again, not so much chess anymore, but has used that as a springboard 
I'm sure her scholarship was based on both Marx and a chess scholarship. There's scale schools down in the States. You can get a chess scholarship. It's like, who knew? <laughs> I would never qualify for it, but but it's, it's you, you can do that. That's the one local kid from Burlington, Razvan Priotu. He went down to, I think it's called Webster University in, out of Texas on a chess scholarship and has used that. I think he's still in school and has used that as, as his jumping board. I want to get my daughter into it. I, I said, you know, women's chess is it's a it's a under underutilized thing. Kind of you, your your competition is not going to be that high. If you and you got me as a coach, <laughs> but and she was actually pretty decent at the game. She just she just didn't like it. So mm-hmm. that's fine. I, I'm not going to force her. I, I wish I wish she could, but she didn't work out. But yeah, amazing. Thank you for that. I'm just going to clarify how can folks get involved with the Brantford Chess Club. The club is open to anybody, any age, any anybody. Uh, it's, it's got accommodation for wheelchairs, etc. So we, we have access that way. We've had blind members. We've had autistic. Yeah, it's just it's anybody, anybody. Literally, we've got a uh, website at brantchess.ca. Don't have too much into uh, what do you call it? Uh, social media exposure. I'm not a social media guy, and so that's that's one of the things where I think if Liam or Lee start running things that will and that, and that really does need to if we had someone who would just run it that would be perfect and maybe maybe we get that maybe you know as, as we get a little more of a core of, of people that will want to run things like I said I've got basically myself Liam and Lee that's pretty much it for running the club so if we can expand that group then we get to do you know we can stay like like I said if we start expanding our, our, our cash base then we start thinking about, okay, what else can we do with this? It doesn't have to be just used to buy equipment or, or something like that. Or, or you know, like I said, we, we can use it more positively, bring in, use it to, to fundraise for this big event or for or whatever, right? We, we, we just have, can do more things when you have more capital. But, but yeah, we have a website. That, that's pretty much, I mean, that a lot of our new contact comes through that. Okay. Um, people at Bradford and Chess that that pops up. It's informational, and we, we put our various upcoming events because we, we will run the occasional weekend event as well, a couple of times a year, spring fall kind of thing, where it's uh, uh, open to everybody. Uh, the Canadian Federation uh, sanctions tournaments and so on, and so you have to be a member or buy a at least a tournament membership to play in it, and then you get a rating. Now, now you're on that path to getting a, a functioning uh, rating it takes a little bit of time but but you get you know you're, you're getting exposure to the tournament game it's very different than sitting down with somebody and just playing a game of chess it's you know there's clocks it's you got to score your seat there's very specific rules that ha- people have to understand and it's not for everybody for me it's fascinating <laughs> it's, it's, as far as people dropping in yeah they're they're welcome to anytime the our website is probably our, our, our main contact point and then, yeah, they reach out, we, we email back and forth and say, Here, here's what we're about, here's what we offer, and come on out, give it a try. Amazing. Thank you. Now, is there anything you haven't shared that you would like to as this interview is coming to an end? There, there's a, a, an old saying that chess is a, a body of water that a gnat can bathe in and an elephant can drink. And basically saying it's... It can be, if you want it to be just this, it's it's as shallow as anything. If you want it to be, it's as deep as you want to go if you really, truly want to explore it. And that's what I think 
most people find fascinating about it is that it generally doesn't repeat itself. It, you, can, you can get out of it what you want. I want to just play. I can find someone I can just play. I want to learn it. I want to get better at it. I want to get good at it. I can do that as well. And there's lots of resources out there for all of that. There's videos online. There's there's all kinds of, you know, of varying quality. <laughs> but there's there's tons of information. When I was when I first started, it was books, and they were dated. That was. Now you've got. I can I can go home now and find a dozen events that are broadcast live. I'm watching the game moves as they happen. I can get commentary from strong players while it's happening. It's just, it just didn't exist. You're getting months old, at best, months old information at that time. The one guy at our club, his, his older brother was the Canadian junior champion back in the 70s and was... Uh, on his way to becoming a title player, gave it a shot for a year, and I said, now I'm going back to school, and did his, his international banking. But his, his, whole, his whole resource of information was on a Rolodex. He literally had, this is how I play this opening, this guy plays this way, all that information on it. Now it's a database of information, live. Like I said, I, could, I can download millions of games and play over them, some with analysis, some with just raw scores. It's, it's incredible the amount of information that is, has been made available to people. And that's just making better players. <laughs> just, you know, it, you, people are now starting off, like in the last 15 to 20 years, the youth explosion in chess has been monstrous, especially in Canada, but, but just in general. And part of it is that this is one of those things, like I said, this is used as a, as a learning tool and as a, as a character tool. So, yeah, we start seeing these, these kids, but they're coming in. <laughs> when I started, I'm starting way down here and I'm slowly progressing. They're starting here now because they've got online coaches. They've got tons of resources. that I, This wasn't available uh, on a, such a broad nature. So they're, they're coming in and going from here to here, and it, it's... The, the progression is astounding how, how youthful age, the absorption of, of concepts is, is quite astounding. When I first started coming to the club, I lost for a year and a half. <laughs> Fortunately, I use it as motivation. I don't want to lose all the time. What are they doing that I, I am not? And they were very good at, you know, after a game saying, you know, when you did this, you can't do that because, and then they show me why. <laughs> and, and then, so there's another piece of the puzzle. And then you do that a few times, and it's just cumulative knowledge. Just grows and grows. And so my mistakes are more subtle than they used to be. It used to be I would just drop pieces everywhere and give them to my opponent accidentally, and they would take them. And then I learned, oh, okay, guard your guys. So then I start doing that. So then I make different mistakes. Now it's structural mistakes. I'm, I'm you know, screwing up my position voluntarily, and then I would remove that, and then it becomes... Uh, you know, I'm not positioning my pieces on the proper squares. They're getting there eventually, but I'm taking too long. You know, those kinds of things. They, they just, and at the very top levels, they're so subtle I can't figure out 90% of what they're doing. <laughs> because they, they, again, they see it so much more deeply than I do. I hope I answered the question. Yeah, no, you but, absolutely did. Okay. It's You're just constantly learning in the game of chess, but it has a lot of beneficial impacts and... 
I think it's awesome. Thank you so much for doing the interview with us today. Thanks for having us. It's great to have an opportunity like this to, to be heard. That's, that's Absolutely, getting the word out. Yeah. So check out branchchess.ca for more information and to get involved. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for the next Belonging Brant podcast.